I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 38, Ayamiha, Five Service Ideas. Hi everyone, I'm Andrea Hope, a poet, a wife, a mother of Baha'i, and this is my podcast to mother where I share my recommendations and insights about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some quotes from the Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry. So today I'm going to be talking about Ayamiha again. It's so special. It gets two episodes. So last time I talked about a little bit of the background of Ayamiha, which is a very exciting Baha'i festival that's outside of the months of the year. It's the special days. And so if you want to hear more about that, listen to episode 37 that talks about Ayamiha and I read from the holy writings about the significance of it. Oh, in that episode, I also talk about some gift ideas for Ayamiha. So in this episode, I'm actually going to talk about service ideas because one of the pillars of Ayamiha is charity. So a lot of families are thinking about, you know, how do we do service as a family? And so that's going to be the theme, five service ideas for Ayamiha. And again, it starts in the evening of the 24th, so this is a little bit early, so you'll have some time to plan for it, and I hope that this is helpful to you. Today I'm going to read a portion of a prayer about Ayamiha, and I really like when there are special prayers for occasions or different phases in life or things like that, to read those prayers because it's, you know, it's just so special that this prayer was specifically thought of for this time. So whenever there's a prayer that is specifically for a holy day or specifically for marriage or an age group of children or something like that, I think it's really cool to be able to use that prayer and to know that these are the things that we can intentionally be grateful for or reflecting on during this period. So this is a prayer from Baha'u'llah. And if you have any trouble finding it under Ayamiha, you can also look under intercalary days and this prayer will come up and it's in just the first paragraph of that prayer. My God, my fire and my light, the days which thou hast named the Ayamiha in thy book have begun. O thou who art the king of names, and the fast which thy most exalted pen hath enjoined unto all who are in the kingdom of thy creation to observe is approaching. I entreat thee, O my Lord, by these days and by all such as have during the period clung to the court of thy commandments and laid hold on the handle of thy precepts, to grant that unto every soul may be assigned a place within the precincts of thy court and a seat at the revelation of the splendors of the light of thy countenance. I've been thinking quite a bit about these special occasions, these holy days, or just in general holidays that happen in different cultures. And it is true to think that these virtues and these things that we are practicing, we should be practicing every day. So you think about maybe Valentine's Day and some people would say, well, you know, I show my love every day or Mother's Day. And you say, well, I show my love every day to my mom. And it's like, that's true. (laughs) I don't generally celebrate Valentine's Day, but I usually celebrate Mother's Day. And it is true that every day we should be grateful and we should be thinking about these things. But these special occasions for us, you know, as humans, they are significant. They do give an extra catalyst and extra emphasis to reflecting and being together and bringing joy, you know. And if you celebrated a holy day every day after a while, it would become, you know, routine. 
Whereas when you have these special time periods during the year where you can really put emphasis and really use it as a starting point, I think as humans, these things are very powerful for most of us where you can say, okay, this is a starting point or this is a point where I have an occasion that I can feel comfortable to build on my relationships in my community or think more greatly about service or start a new activity or anything like that. So I'm all about every day of your life is a really great day to start something new or to just live your best, to be kind to people. But I also fully embrace any opportunity to reflect and regroup and be joyful (laughs) and build community are great ones. And this also juxtaposes Ayamiha with the fast. So we have this season of Ayamiha that is of rejoicing and of charity. And then after that is the month of the fast where it's much more kind of quiet, calm, reflective period where you're giving up food and drink from sunrise to sunset. Nice to show that balance of how the prayer is mentioning both this period of joy and outward expression of community and then the fast I consider as being more of an inward reflection and period of connection to God. So as I said, a lot of families thinking about this charity principle of Ayamiha are trying to figure out how do we do service ideas, especially when you have young kids, something that's going to be significant for them, they're going to look forward to, and also that's going to be something that's, you know, meaningful. And the reason I think it's important to think about those things is there are some times where people have really good intentions, but it's not necessarily that meaningful for the people who are receiving it. So we do really be conscious of the service that we're doing being meaningful for people. And to give an example, a few years back, I heard about this guy who wanted to start this charity where he was donating t-shirts to countries in Africa to help the poor. And he promoted this idea as a way to change the world, you know, and to make the world a better place. And he got some backlash from that for not really looking into what the needs were of that community. Now, I definitely support when people are trying to be good-hearted and pure-hearted and have good ideas. But there's also, you know, this expectation that when you're trying to be of service to people or help people, you're thinking about what is actually going to be helpful for that. I've been to South Africa and Lesotho. I haven't been to everywhere in Africa. And the countries are very different in terms of where they are economically or what the traditions of the people are and things like that. But I will say that I would agree that t-shirts isn't something that's a great need in most places. Most places you can find t-shirts. You can find t-shirts. Local people are selling t-shirts. It's not something that is a big deal. More likely the places where I were, like shoes (laughs) would be more important or helping to get clean water, uh, school supplies, things like that. But Even with that, I don't know that it's a better idea to collect things and then ship a big package over there rather than to donate to a charity that's already there or people who are already working in the community and having them take ownership of that. So I just wanted to give that as an example of, you know, someone who wanted to do something good but didn't really think about how much of a service this is needed. So that's why I think it's good to think about service in your local communities Obviously, if you want to be of service to people in other countries, that is wonderful, and I think about ways to do that as well. But I think about channeling that those resources into people who are already there, like contacting someone who's already there or looking up 
communities that are already there to see really what is the need and how you can best support. And I think, you know, supporting locally is so important because you can really see what's going on in your community and what might be the most effective. So when I give this list, these are generally things that I think could be helpful service ideas for families to engage in. But all the time, you need to think about what's going to be most effective for your community, what's the reality of your situation, but I in no way want it to be like this is the a definitive list or the best list of ways that you can serve your community because that's totally going to be dependent on you thinking about the needs of your community and talking to people in your community. But to get those creative juices flowing and some general things that I think will apply to a lot of people right now, here are my five ideas in no particular order. One idea is to do a service for your postal workers. So I've seen this a lot around social media where people put out signs and they put out these little baskets of gifts for their postal workers. So many people are getting things delivered right now. And so you probably know around what time your postal workers are going to be coming in. And I think, you know, handmade notes that really say why you're grateful for them or, you know, just big colorful signs really going to mean a lot. And then hopefully some healthy snacks or some fun snacks. And there's other things that you could also think of, maybe like hand sanitizer or just different things that you think would be helpful for a postal worker going through the day. You know, it's a job that is a lot of labor. It's a job where they're putting themselves at risk a lot because they're going to be interacting with so many packages and things touched by people. So postal workers are often people who aren't making a lot of money and putting themselves at high risk. So I think it's wonderful to thank them. Now me personally, I live in an apartment building, so I don't have the option of just putting out a sign and having them come up to my door. So for our family, that would involve um, being conscious of when they usually drop things off, which I know is usually in the afternoons, and then going out and setting something up, you know, between that hour or so that I know they're going to be at the apartment building or trying to give something to them directly, you know, safely. So that could also be really fun for kids if you want to be out there when they come and sing a song to them or, you know, just have that personal interaction while still being safe. So the next thing I want to say is to donate to charity, but I'm going to do a little twist on this and talk about donating personally to people. So hopefully you're involved in your community so you know what the needs are, but if you need help kind of getting an understanding of what the needs in your community are or people that you can support, you can definitely join a group on social media. So I am only on Facebook because social media is super overwhelming to me. That's all, yeah. You sleepy? Yes. So I'm only on Facebook because social media can be really overwhelming for me. Um, but that's a great place where you can find local groups. It's been great for me. And there are groups that, like I talked about before, buy nothing local kind of community groups for your area that you can look in and you can see kind of what the needs people are posting about or you can post in there and see who might need something that you have. So those are things like, you know, maybe you have old children's clothes or toys and your children can pick out things that they want to donate. I had that with my niece uh, years back where I had her put together a box of baby things because she was a big girl that she could donate and she, I would exchange it for one thing. At the time, it wasn't um, a Yamiha, but it was at the time we said, we'll go to the thrift store and she can buy one thing if she fills up a box of things that she can give away. And that worked really well. And I think she got some skates at the time. But yeah, this is an idea where you 
have your children help you put things together, whether it's their things or household things that you don't need and try to donate it personally to someone. And then also you can put in a little card explaining a yamiha or saying happy yamiha to them and, you know, giving them a little information about what you're doing in this special time. But I found that that is quite easy to do and I like that I know it's going directly to a family or a person who wants it and no one has to pay for it so that's really cool. The next thing I'm going to say is to reach out to the elderly in your family or your community. Sometimes we forget that there's elderly people in our family or in our directly Baha'i community or just in our community in general who would love to have someone call them or reach out to them. And For me, for instance, I thought about doing a program where I call elderly who are lonely and then I realized there's some elderly who I haven't talked to in a long time who I grew up with who I'm sure would love to hear from me and so what I did was try to find their information and contact them and it was a little bit nerve-wracking for me because when you know someone personally and they're starting to age and you know sometimes it changes their personality or it changes your relationship because you're used to be maybe them being your mentor and now like you're talking to them in their older age and it's a, a very different dynamic but I know that the two people that I called were so happy to hear from me and I definitely need to reach out to them again or if you have people in your family that maybe you don't talk to on a regular basis maybe they're not the grandparents but it's an aunt or uncle or older family member I'm sure they would really appreciate you getting together and if you can video chat I'm not very good with the phone but I love video chat so you could plan a song or plan a little talent show or you know just call them and just reach out to them as a family during this time if you don't know anyone in particular that would be a good opportunity maybe to contact your LSA or people in the community and ask them Number four is to contact the local hospital. If you're doing it as a family, perhaps you want to pick a children's hospital and see what their needs are. So most hospitals are going to have some kind of page or organization where you're going to find information about what they need or what you can offer. So I know sometimes uh, in the past it's been possible to go up to a hospital and even teach an arts activity or sing or visit a nursing home or, or things like that but you know the times right now it's going to be different and also like I said it's important to know what their considerations are and what they're looking for so I'm quite sure that if you just search your local hospital or children's hospital you'll be able to find the page that tells you what are the, some of the things that they need and then you could buy those things and and put a package together as a family and drop it off or you know however it's going to be best so just to show how simple it can be I'm going to do it right now on this podcast so I'm typing in local children's hospital and I'm gonna just click on the page when the thing comes up one of the first things that comes up is get involved children's hospital foundation so I'm just going to click on their page and look around a bit and I see there's a list on the side that give some options. So giving, obviously, monetary. There's some events page, and then there's some donate items and donate blood. So I'm going to click on, for this purpose, donate items. And so here on this page, it gives you some different ideas of things that they're open to at this hospital. So some of the interesting ones are animal visit and therapy. So they're looking for volunteers and their canines 
who want to provide their patients with some emotional support and some visits at the hospital, and they're open on an ongoing basis. So if I had pets, which I love pets, I don't have any, that would be a great opportunity for our family to do some animal visits. They also have a greeter program. I don't know how they're doing it right now, but it says that they do have a greeter program that welcomes families and patients with smiles and stickers and helps them find their way through the hospital. So that's something that sounds like it might be great for a family to do to hold up some signs telling people where to go because hospitals can be really confusing. The the floors can look very similar. So I've definitely had that situation where you're already feeling a bit stressed if you're visiting someone in the hospital and then you're having such a hard time finding where to go. It's hard to find the door that you're looking for. So that sounds like a really wonderful thing that can be done. And then I'm going to click on their wish list. And here it says currently they're only allowed to accept donations that are mailed or shipped. So it means that you'll need to mail a package and take precautions to make sure you know things are look new and unopened so that you know they know that it's safe for them to accept it and then the final thing that I was gonna say is something that we're doing in our community which is a trash pickup so we're meeting at a local park and we're gonna get together and have a song and an introduction and then we're gonna go out and clean some trash around the neighborhood and then meet back up at the park for lunch. Now I don't know if that is gonna hold because now it's been snowing in my area so I'm not sure if it's really gonna work but that would be another idea to shovel some snow. I've been going around since it's been snowing and you know the roads are pretty good and there are major areas where the sidewalks have been clean but there are definitely places that are in the neighborhoods where the sidewalks haven't been cleaned so that's a service that can be provided to the community. So I know I was walking to the post office and some of those lesser traveled streets <laughs> or where people are more likely to drive. It was just slushy and, you know, it'd be really hard for a wheelchair or a stroller to get down that street. So that's another thing to think of, some service that you can give to your community, like just making it more beautiful. Now for the resource I wanted to give, which is Nine Lotus Petals, they have a bunch of printouts that you can use. So if you're running a bit late, it's something that you can print out from home and add to a lot of these service ideas to explain a little bit about what Yamiha is or just have that personal touch of a card or something colored or an art project that gives that special memory that really means a lot to people to know that something was made by hand and that they were thought of personally. So today, again, I'm going to end with part of a song, and I love that we're getting more and more Ayamiha songs. I've heard like maybe four or five, which is more than I knew when I was little. I think I just knew one. So I'm going to play the part of another Ayamiha song, and this one is by Andy Grammer, and I hope that it brings you joy and happy Ayamiha. Daddy's in the kitchen cooking something extra sweet. Mama's singing around the house. She starts to dance with me. There's a light inside their eye that shines this time of year. That can only mean a yummy high skin. Oh, ah, a yummy ha, 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 so much fun. Ah, a yummy ha, sharing gifts with everyone. Ah, a yummy ha, spreading love is what we do. I'm so glad I get to spend the yummy ha with you. Singing a wa wa, a my ha, ha, ha. A wa wa, a my ha, ha, ha. Friends to greet, cakes to eat, and service we can do. Happy A-Y-Y-A-M-I-H-A to you. To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator. That's me. 
For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit Baha'i.org.